0: It's the Hive Sports Podcast, bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. Visit us at thehivesports.com.
1: Against Gobert, puts his shoulder down, rolls inside, try to slam it home, and Rudy said, not tonight! John Beck is on the run, he throws behind him, it is... caught for the touchdown! Merrill for the lead, he's got it! Hello everyone and welcome to the Real Salt Lake Podcast here at the Hive Sports. I am Ethan Kershaw, joined as always with Alex Maurer. How you doing, Alex?
0: I'm doing actually not that great. I lost my wallet yesterday. So if you're walking around 5th South and you see a black wallet, <laughs> it's got my
1: ID in it. I would greatly appreciate <laughs> it if you could return that. But other than that, I'm doing really well. Well, that's really unfortunate. You hear that RSL Bob? If you happen to find Alex Maurer as well. If anybody can do it, it would be <laughs> oh, it would be man.
0: RSL Bob. He's got the he's got the beat on just about everything. But what about you, Ethan? How are you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm good. The the only reason I say that is probably because he's just about the only one who's listening, him and Howie. But I mean, <laughs> you know what, man, to, to anybody else that can hear it, that's great. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm doing real good. Um, you know, just plugging along the way at work and um I feel like I, I haven't told you this yet, but I feel like we haven't seen each other like in person for a real long time it's Really while. since the, the season ended, but um I actually found out a little while that I'm going to be a dad, so i super excited for that. <laughs> Whoa, congrats. Thanks,
0: man. Yeah, and I'm you, super excited and, for that. And you're going to name it Alex, I presume is why you <laughs> told me live on air listeners retweet ethan with this episode and let him uh put on the pressure Uh that we'll name we'll name his unborn child alex
1: (laughs) oh my my uh, great to hear thank
0: you i'm that's honestly that's a big (laughs) honor and so i i take that really seriously so thank you so much i really appreciate it and it goes it goes both ways you know boy girl it works so honestly yeah thank you so much that means a lot ethan and uh I think this episode's off to a great start.
1: <laughs> I I couldn't imagine uh, getting my wife on board for like the reasoning of that one there, but um, oh she'll you know, be I fine. Mean, she'll be fine. Hey hey man, you're you're an awesome friend and all, but uh, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if I could do that. Well, I guess um, we'll see. see. Well, we'll, we'll you know, see when the time comes. If you tweet that out and it gets a hundred retweets, I might consider it. You just put up your unborn child's naming rights for a hundred retweets. I mean, it's, it's That's never gonna it?
0: I can edit this out if you want me to, but if you would actually go for a hundred retweets for your, the naming rights to your
1: child, hey man, I said, I'd consider it. Okay. <laughs>
0: no, no, no. I need a yes or no, but
1: um, anyways, uh, on, um, <laughs> on other news, um, if you haven't already, make sure to follow the hive sports at the hive sports on Twitter. And you can catch me at Ethan Kershaw nine. Find Alex at Alex Mauer on Twitter. And as soon hit as you see my tweets go up,
0: get those retweets firing away.
1: Please do not do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, go ahead and follow us if you aren't already. Um, make sure to hit us up with any questions you have, any comments, any new um, new segments you might like to see in future episodes. Um, we're game. We're down to listen to things and uh, and really hear what you guys want from us. So um, that being said. Let's go ahead and jump on into the episode today. Not a, a massive amount of news this week, but there are a couple things that um, that do need to be talked about. But starting off, Alex, you told me you had a, a trivia question again for our trivia segment. So let's have Yeah, I'm going
0: to keep this pod trivia segment going until somebody stops me because I really enjoy looking up these sorts of things. So the question for this week, Ethan... Does your favorite RSO player, Everton Louise, have more or less than 75 appearances for the club?
1: More or less than 75 appearances. Appearances. So that means he could have played by getting subbed in even. Ex- yes, yes. Not starts. Just any appearances 75, then the club for... Uh, I I'll have to venture... It, there's a possibility this he, joined, a trick question, he joined in 2019 exactly, so he's
0: been 2019 2020 2021
1: okay there's a possibility this is a trick question and it's exactly 75 just because you're asking me but <laughs> if i had to guess one i would say under but oh you missed it by
0: three games everton uh, Lewis has 78 oh appearances for real salt lake and wow. more to come but we'll get to that yeah. later on
1: yeah but thank you for indulging um,
0: in my rsl trivia <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was trying to add up all the years, and I was like, "Ah, eh, games you sat out some due to injury, due to suspension, stuff." So. But yeah, yeah, he was right on the money that's, there. Seventy-eight. That's awesome to hear. Wow, awesome. Okay, that being said, let's go ahead and jump on into, I guess, that piece of information. Then, <laughs> while we're already on the subject, Ray also free signs Everton. Louise, I kind of have been MIA on Twitter the last couple of days. I have and more so- than made up for it, frankly.
0: <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> you, you, and you unfortunately, I, I have a, I have a, a minor Twitter addiction. But yes, if there's anything Amen. you need to get caught up on, I'm here for you.
1: You always do. I think we compliment each other pretty well that way. Um, But, uh, you know, I, I had been off Twitter for a little bit, and you texted me and said that Everton resigned with RSL, and I got so happy. Yeah. Um, like, I, I love Everton not only because he's Brazilian and I can, like, talk with him in Portuguese, but, like, he's been very consistent for the team he's very quick getting the balls he's very physical which is something you love to see and he's been really good when he started with the team so I'm really happy that they re-signed him this just gives us even more depth now at that defensive midfield spot I think we're loaded up there and so um, I, I really like this re-signing. Uh, what are your thoughts on Alex?
0: Loaded up in the defensive mid-spot, I might take a little issue with. I still think we're about one key piece away from being really, really stacked there and ready for the season. But I do think locking up Everton was a major, I guess, target to hit after letting Albert go. Keeping yeah. as much of that spine together as we can will benefit us greatly, in my opinion, and considering we'll have both center backs back, both starting defensive mids back, and then you slot Dami right in the middle. The spine is pretty well maintained all throughout. Obviously, you know Sands, Rusnak, but I do think this was a really big signing for us, and I don't think it's going to hinder us from going out and spending big on that position, regardless. So I think he's going to be either a great starter or a great depth piece. And frankly, I think it's going to be a really good year for Everton because I I don't think he's quite nearing the age where. We have to consider, you know, his minutes too much. I still think he's got quite a few good, you know, know, a few good years left in him. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. I really want to see what Paulo Ruiz can do in that position if he were to play by himself. I think we've seen a lot of the dual or double pivot uh, center defensive mids. And I think if we could give that spot to Paulo and he can kind of make it his own, I think there would be some bumps along the way, but I think it would pay dividends in the end. I guess we'll see.
1: Yeah, the one thing I don't agree about is you saying that we need to go out and maybe sign it a, a bigger signing at a defensive midfield spot. I just think we've got enough depth right now. Like not any like major signings, like guys that are going to catch your eye or anything. But you know, we got Scott Caldwell. Uh, we got now Everton Louise, Pablo Ruiz, obviously holding it down there. Nick Beesler's still going to be you know hanging around, and so those are like four good players for two starting spots on the team. So I mean, you know, waiting for like maybe potential injuries or something that could happen throughout the year. I think we've got some pretty good depth at that position. And so I'm I'm kind of expecting ownership to maybe pay up elsewhere. Also on the the re-signing news, not not midfielder Kate Schmidt re-signs with the team. I I remember seeing your comment on Twitter saying that you I completely, I totally I thought Tate Schmidt was way. a
0: wigger, and I I yep. expanded on to say that I think in my mind watching so many Monarchs games late at night is just I've combined Tate Schmidt, Bodie Davis, and Milan Oloski into person. one person, and so I was very confused when I saw that Tate Schmidt was a defender, but nope, I went back and looked at the tape, and... Apparently he is a defender and apparently he's a left back, which is a position of need. So I guess I'm glad we got this re-signing
1: over the line. I'm going to be honest. I mean, unless there's a lot of injuries or some crazy COVID outbreak with the team, don't really expect to see too much of T. Schmidt throughout the season.
0: Yeah. And I think that's probably going to be a good thing. And I think if we are (laughs) talking about positions where ownership could spend, that left back position could be probably one of the biggest question marks, unless, and maybe this is a bigger conversation, we go permanently to the three-five-two, which I
1: would not be stunned by. And you know, just a I, thought. I agree, just a thought. I agree, I agree with you on that that um, that piece of information. Jumping back over now to kind of, I guess, throughout this week, we had a, an opportunity to kind of listen to and talk to some of the players. Um, Demir Krylock, Aaron Herrera, and Andrew Brody were available for media sessions throughout this week, and uh, I remember I, I really wanted to ask Andrew Brody some questions about his position because. I was so intrigued with the way he finished the season. And when I asked him something he learned about the season, I'll never forget his answer where he said, I was unsure if I could be a starter in this league. And that was something that I proved to myself that I definitely can do that. And so, um, you know, jumping back to him, I, I asked him, I said, is there kind of an ongoing competition for that left back spot? Or do you feel like you kind of have that lockdown as Pablo told you that you'll be a consistent starter at that spot going forward? Um And he says, you know what? I have not been told that I'll be a starter, um, but he says, I'll work the hardest I possibly can wherever. And he says, I want to be in a starter in this league. I think I am a starter in this league. I feel like I am. And so I love the confidence from Andrew Brody he played pretty well Um, in the starts he was given throughout the year. I think with a bit of uh, a bit of work and a bit of training at that left back slot, improving his left foot and his passing out of the back, I think he can, um, you know, more than do the job at that left back spot, especially if we ever ask him to move forward in the attack.
0: Yeah, and I think that's where he shines very often is going forward in attack and being able to cut in on his stronger right foot. So I do think that you're right in to say that his passing could use a little bit of an upgrade because we saw it a little bit in the Kansas City game where he would get forward and then not really be able to create in the way that we would want him to. And perhaps that was because he was playing without, you know, Albert Rusnak and was playing with wingers that hopefully are improved upon in this off season, but I still, I still would hope that we could maybe spend a little bit and improve just a bit on that left back spot, because if he were to go down, it's a lot of question marks. And the one thing mm-hmm. we have seen is that they have addressed that in, you know, some free agency kind of moves. There's uh, we got the preseason roster and we've got mm-hmm. some trialists with us. And one of them is Edgar Castillo, who is, yep a former U S national team left back and played a lot of time with the Colorado Rapids and the new England revs. And he is an intriguing guy to me. He's 35. So he's a little bit, you know, on the higher end of the age spectrum in professional sports, which is crazy to me that 35 is, you know, high on the (laughs) age of any metric, but, I yeah. think he could come in and give us good 15, 20 games. And if that mm-hmm. were the option that we had on the table that makes the most sense cap-wise to bring him in and lean on him and Andrew Rody, then I think we could spend up in more attacking positions. And I think that's probably where I would prefer us to spend. But time will tell.
1: I agree. It'll be uh, good for him to probably get in the lineup, get a couple minutes. I really see him coming into maybe um, a lot of games late and holding it down defensively, being an MLS veteran. Um, knowing is this to, Andrew Brody or Edgar Castillo you're talking about? Sorry, Edgar Castillo gotcha. is a guy I see coming in late um, in game as a, an MLS veteran, really holding it down defensively, helping us get some wins or hold on to some away game ties. So yeah, um, kind of yeah. like Ashton Morgan did in the Seattle game, he yep. came in and put in a great
0: shift in overtime, and I appreciate him for that.
1: Exactly. Well, <laughs> we we've been hinting towards all of these like crazy big signings and stuff and what the team might do. So let's just go ahead and talk about it. probably the biggest and most important segment. Of this entire episode on the podcast, we received news this week um, as media members. I'm I'm sure things have also just been swirling around Twitter um, at all times as well, that there's going to be some potential big news for us in the upcoming weeks. It's uh, kind of rumored at this point that there's going to be two to three signings incoming to the team. Not just any day average signings, but these look like they're going to be signings that are going to make a big splash, big impact on the team. Alex, what's going to happen, man?
0: Yeah, and I think you may be giving us a little too much credit as these, quote, media members, because, I mean, we're just two guys <laughs> with a podcast that, you know, hardly know what we're doing. But also, Pablo Masterwetty came out and said as much on his radio spot with Spence Jackets. So, you know, we know, frankly, as much as everybody else does. Unfortunately, I wish we could say we had some, some hot gossip for you. But, no, it has been heavily, heavily hinted. By At this point, multiple people within the club that there should be two to three signings coming before the end of preseason, which in my opinion is major because as we saw with Bobby Wood last year, if you come late, things can really, really get delayed really yep. quickly. And mm-hmm. we saw that with a guy like Bobby Wood and a guy like Tony Datkovich. And it's hard to really make your stamp on the team when you haven't been given that time to gel with your teammates. Uh, same goes for Johnny Menendez. I don't think we saw him at all last year be a guy that seemed cohesive in his, his role and in his position with the team. So I really would hope that we get these signings over the line before the start of the season. And if not, then you kind of have that never-ending cycle of, oh, well, this wasn't the window to bring in big players. So then, okay, you bring them in the summer and they say, oh, you need a season to get, you know, under your feet in MLS. And then, oh, okay, we have to wait another year. And then it's just like, we've wasted six months on a guy that, you know, we're excited about a year from now, but we still didn't have enough to make a playoff push or, you know, what have you. So I really hope those signings get done. I really hope they come to fruition. And I really hope that there is one major attacking, I guess, major attacking piece that we could work around because I don't think there is that guy in our lineup yet. That is, you know, stenciled in, in pen in the starting lineup every single week. Dami's, you know, as close as you can get, but outside of that, you know, Rubio and Bobby traded minutes last year. Johnny Menendez was so, so in his spots, Michael Chang, not really Anderson Julio, never really found his spot. So if we could get one guy that we could, build the offense around and maybe that guy's Dami, but if we could give a guy to help him out, I think that would be massive
1: for this club. I agree. I think we need midfielders like attacking midfielders. Um, I think we're, like I said, like I mentioned before, we're doing fine in the defensive midfield department. I just think we need some attacking midfield midfielders, obviously to replace Albert Rusnak. Yeah. And then, um, you know, like Anderson Julio was a huge part of the the run that Ray also like had at the end of the season. And so um, talks are obviously still ongoing with him. By the way, I, I might add. Like, I feel like there was a point where everyone just considered talks were done with Anderson Julio, but now they've really, like, they haven't. Yeah, wrapped there up, were some weird ongoing.
0: There were some weird Twitter happenings that said he was no longer returning. And that seems to be not the case. Elliot fall came on the radio and said, don't believe everything you read on the internet and that they were still in discussions with Anderson. So I would hope to see him back, especially because he could play on the wing or up top. And that gives us a little versatility, but to your point earlier about replacing the attacking mid, I would think that Dami is the like for like replacement. And I think he will play for the first time in his RSL career, the bulk of his minutes in one position. And I think that one position will be the ten. And I think that's why the the front office saw Albert as disposable, for lack of a better term. I think because Domi can step in, knows the team, knows the way we want to play, and I think he'll be that guy. And if you look back at the playoff performances, it's hard to argue against it. I mean, yeah. we played we played our best when Domi was in that ten. So I guess we will have to see. And I guess they're I guess they just put their chips on Domi instead of Albert. And there's worse bets to make. So
1: so on the on the first. Piece of information I was talking about, hot take. I think one of those big signings could be Anderson Julio. It's not a 100% guaranteed, a but I point, think yeah. there's there's a fair chance that one of those signings, Anderson Julio, bring him back in, signing into a longer-term deal, that could happen. I disagree with the replacement of Albert next position. I loved Domi and what he did up the top of the striker position. He was super productive, scoring goals. He had a, a, a streak. It was like 10 or 11 consecutive games this year with a goal in, a, in every game. Um, And so I I think, you know, we we talked to him throughout this week in the media session, and I really wanted to know about that, about, you know, where is he going to play position-wise, especially with the departure of Albert. I asked him about it, and he says, we'll see what, uh, what, what the preseason brings, what the coaching staff has me doing through preseason. But he says, I hope I will stay at this position. He says, you know, obviously, I'll, I, I want to help the team. He says, if I need to help the team from the bench or anywhere else in the field, I'll do that. Similar to something I've heard from Albert Rusnak, but I do think that Demir is much more willing to play wherever to do the best. <laughs> clearly. For the, team. But <laughs> the rumors I, are to be believed, yes, clearly. I, I, th- I think Domi really wants to stay at that, that striker position, and me personally, I like him most there.
0: And yeah, if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know that I made a very strong declaration that Dami needs to be removed from the striker position. And then he went on to score 10 goals in 10 games or whatever he had. Yep. So I ate a lot of crow on that. But I would the one thing I would say is that I don't think you let Albert leave unless you've got his replacement sign sealed, delivered. And mm-hmm. seeing as that signing hasn't come yet, I'm wont to believe that that signing is actually just Dami and with a full preseason and a full offseason with Rubio and Bobby Wood I think those two can really do damage together and I think I think the front office agrees with me and I think that we'll see Dami in the 10 and Bobby and Rubio up top together, which also makes me think we might see the three five two again so that we can get mm-hmm. the best of our attackers all out on the field at the same time. Yeah. But again, we're just gonna have to wait and see. This is uh, you know, the pain of the offseason. We had some scrimmages, <laughs> but unfortunately they weren't live streamed, so we couldn't watch and see what the teams may be thinking. Mm-hmm. But I also think, and you know, I'm getting way ahead of myself now, but if there's two striker spots, Axel Kai's got some bench minutes coming his way. <laughs> oh because the more opportunity he's got, you know, the more that position gets minutes, the more chance he's got to see the field. And I am very, very ready for that moment.
1: That would be awesome to see. But I, you know, like you said, if they do choose to go with wood, rubine and then Krellock right behind both of them, that'll be an interesting formation. Um, you know, it could be productive. It could not be, it's something we'll just kind of have to wait and see. We didn't get really a ton of exposure to that throughout this year. Um, I, I would like to add one last note on this, um, this section, or I guess segment of the episode kind of not really relating to Real Salt Lake, but just talking about the potential that Real Salt Lake has here with these signings, I'm I'm really getting my hopes up and it's probably just to get my hopes up and then to break my heart really, but (laughs) it's a new era. It's a new era. It is. I've I've got high expectations for this signing and I want to remind everybody of a team called Vancouver last season. Vancouver was actually near the beginning of the season. One of the worst teams in the MLS near the bottom of the standings, looking to have a terrible finish of the season. Midseason, they bring in Ryan Gold from Sporting um, Sporting CP in Portugal. And with that signing, Ryan Gould was actually able to, like not just himself, but he made everybody on the team around him better to a point where Vancouver ended up climbing up into a playoff spot. And so I just want to kind of leave that as a reminder that Real Salt could do the same thing. Even though we had a good season last year, if we're able to bring in a really good signing, it can keep our team strong even though we lost Albert and we can still make the playoffs this year and have a really successful year.
0: You are a pawn for the front office, giving them all the way until summer to get these big signings over the line. No, man, no, I hey, want them now.
1: Whenever happens. Yeah. Whenever happens, I'm fine. I want them. I'm, no, I'm just I saying, I'm just saying,
0: I think it's very possible that we see the bigger signings come in the summer. And I think it makes yeah. sense. As Elliot said on radio, it's like, We've been given three weeks with these new owners. Everybody Mm -hmm. take a deep breath. (laughs) And I respect that. And I understand that this this window comes with different intricacies that make it tricky to get game-changing players. I understand that. But for so long, we've heard it's hard to buy players in the winter and then you buy them in the summer. And then, well, it's hard to get the players acclimated in the summer. And so it's just so frustrating to me. And I, I wanted to see something different, but I understand the hand they were dealt this year was a pretty difficult one to navigate. And so I give them the benefit of the doubt here, but we have three open DP slots. If we can get at least two of those filled by the end of the year and we retain the majority of a Western conference final roster, we've got a really good season on our hands. Yep. And we've got owners that are apparently willing to spend. You know, we, mm-hmm. we could can, we can keep saying that, but until they do, I you know, you have a little bit of uncertainty. But yeah. I, I'm convinced that they'll spend. And I think a twenty million dollar Augsburg fee for Ricardo Pepe under the blitzer mm-hmm. umbrella makes makes me feel as if that's a safe assumption. Yeah. But if we could get all three DP spots filled, this is this is a really loaded roster. And something yep. that we've seen with this team over the years is that we've been able to do more with less time after time after time and the fact that we made it to the western conference final mostly without our best player albert rusnak is just an indication of how far i think this team can go with a full off season of pablo master hyping guys up and really working out the kinks of that three five two so i'm i'm still i mean i've said it before it but i've i remain stoked for this season and i think this off season while it hasn't had the blockbuster moves a lot of these under the radar homegrown signings get me super super amped for what's to come because if you look at Mm -hmm. where some of these homegrowns were like the Sebastian Soto's and the Richie Ledesma's of the world you know five years ago they were in really similar positions to these guys are now and Richie Ledesma is one of the biggest prospects for the U.S. national team granted the U.S. national team has a lot of big prospects now which is a good problem to have but you know it still stands he's playing for one of the one of the better teams in Europe and he's a good player on that team you know now that he's getting back from injury so i am super excited for what this roster can be not only this year but also in three four five years when these guys who have been compared to the justin glad jordan allen brooks lennon aaron herrera yeah. academy group if they can come along in in an even better fashion than that group did whew, we've got a roster for years man and i'm excited to, yeah. i'm excited to be a part of it
1: yeah, definitely. No telling what they can do, and uh, you know, I hear Erling Holland might be looking for a job next. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm joking. But yeah, I, he
0: I... would take up all three DP spots on his own. <laughs>
1: exactly. The
0: transfer fee would be I, unreal.
1: I think we'll get those spots filled at least two of the three before the end of the year. Um, I will um, just uh, just advise on a word of caution. I think that our team chemistry was something that carried us to the, the Western conference finals this totally year. Fair. yeah. And so if you're looking at someone to bring in, I was joking with my wife the other day. I said, Oh, let's bring in Zlatan. Like, but if you <laughs> think about that, that probably yeah. would destroy the chemistry on the team and be a bit of a cancer to the Again, chemistry you were the just, team has.
0: You were just a uh, propaganda machine for the front office.
1: Maybe I'm, I'm would, just saying, they would man.
0: love you spewing this. <laughs> Is the star stuff so that they can get away <laughs> with not signing a major player for years, but, <laughs> but
1: I'm I, right. I'm kidding. the, the I'm guy kidding. you need to bring in, you need to make years. sure that, that he can have good chemistry. Jello. Yeah, no, you, no you're <laughs> right. You're right.
0: But, but there was a time the FO one said there was a player they were in talks with. That was a really That's good true. guy and or a really good player. And he said he, he liked to go to Vegas a lot and they <laughs> immediately ended conversations. And while well, I think there's something to be said about that, I think, for too long, we've probably taken that too seriously. Yeah. Cause you can do as much scouting as you want on a guy. And then you end up with an Alfredo or and it happens anyways. So, you know, sometimes I think you got to take your shots, but yeah, this, the chemistry of this team is something that was a major, major strong point and something that would be hopefully a continuity for this year with a guy like Demir Krylak being named the captain. And this is something that I asked him in these media sessions. I was like, Come on, just tell me you're gonna be captain. And he was like, Can you wait a sec? And I was like, Yeah. And he was like talking to somebody off camera. And then I think they told him he could not divulge that information yet. And he said, Pretty much yes, but also I can't tell you so no. And I think that's gonna be a major lift for this team. Mm -hmm. I, I said it last year at times that I didn't think Albert had a lot of the intangibles in game, but also in the locker room that made for a really good captain. And I think Demir has those obviously in spades. And Agreed. I think that's going to be a major Agreed. lift for the team. And it's going to put yep. him firmly on the Mount Rushmore of RSL greats. And I think he deserves that. So that's another yep. development for this year that I'm incredibly excited to watch. And if I've got five you know, 15, 16, 17-year-olds on the roster, and I want them to look up to a player, that player is Demir. So by yes. giving him that, not that he needs it, but giving him that legitimacy of the captain's armband to kind of be that leader is... Something that I think is worth a lot in GAM and TAM that you know we we get for free. So super excited to watch that.
1: I emphatically agree with you on everything you just said. I agree. Thank, Thank you me. so You're much like man. for the team, and we're really excited to see what Thami can do. Um, you know, at the head as a captain in this team, and so that'll be really cool to see. You mentioned a bum signing with Alfredo Ortunias. <laughs> My bad, I even forget his name. But you know what? Speaking of bum signings. We had another one, which only played throughout this year, and it was Tony Dakovich. Um, You know, didn't really shine in his time with Real Salt Lake, relegated to the bench oftentimes, not getting a lot of minutes. So he returns back to his old team, FC Carta Carta. I'm Cartagena? not sure this right, Cartagena, There we go. I was like, I think it's uh, it's Latino, <laughs> but I'm not going to be able to pronounce this right. But yeah, Cartagena. Um So goes back to his old team. No more Tony Dakovic. I don't really shed any tears here. I think we're deep enough at uh, at defender spe- specifically center back. So I think I we're okay. I don't
0: know about that. I I, I, I agree that losing okay. Dakovic isn't a major loss for the team. Yeah. And I'm really bummed about it because he had the the Dommy stamp of approval. He was, you know, right, a former yep. Dommie teammate. True. Vouched for him, so I'm just bummed to see that it didn't work out here. But I do think, and you know, I've said this over and over. If we go to that three-five-two, we need some more depth at center back. which that's true. Not saying we are going to do that, but I do think it makes sense that you know, at times it seemed very clear that that was the way Pablo wanted to play. And Now with the full off season and more control over the roster, I think it wouldn't be a surprise at all to see him pursue that even further this year. And if that's the case, I think we it would even be wise to spend one of those DP spots on a center back because you've got you know the perpetually injured Marcelo Silva, whom I love. Yeah. And then you've got Eric Holt and a bunch of young guys. And yep. not to say that those young guys couldn't be great for us. I always vouch for younger players getting minutes. And I think Zach Farnsworth is one of the key guys to watch this year. Mm-hmm. But if 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 even one guy were to go down on that back line, it starts to get really, really thin there. So hopefully we could see a center back signing. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's, you know, a younger guy that is as healthy as can be. But obviously it's hard to, measure those things in transfer talks. And hopefully we find a way to keep Aaron Herrera off of that back three and keep him higher up on those winger positions because mm-hmm. we've seen him, you know, in a pinch go play that right center back. And I don't think that's his favorite spot in, yeah. in talking to him in a lot of these media sessions. And I think he's more valuable to us closer to goal. So yeah. that would be my one thing to say on Dakovich leaving is that we probably do need to go out there and chase a replacement for him just because our center back depth beyond Justin Glad is, is really young and fairly unproven.
1: It's possible we see Andrew Brody um, at one of those spots. We saw it a couple times throughout the season, but I think he's much better at like a left back or right back spot, like a true left back or right back spot. But, you know, talking to, to a guy like Aaron Herrera, who's I think he's going to be key in keeping the shape of that, that defense to make sure that we don't allow a ton of goals this year. Um, just talking to Aaron Herrera, you, you mentioned um, a bunch of younger guys coming out of the team, and a lot of those guys are defenders. And so I asked him kind of about his mentorship role and um, how that will be this year, and he, like, was really excited about it. He said, you know, it's great how some of these young guys are. He's like, I think it's just it just happens naturally where you find a couple of the guys to kind of take under your wing. He's like, I want to help them as much as I possibly can, um, help them to not be nervous and be game-ready. And so um, it's something that he really looks forward to and takes very seriously, and so some, that was something really cool to see from him. Um, my, my departing note on this episode, um, Demir Krylock kind of gave us a preview into the season and he thought that he'd talk a little bit about mentality, but he said that there were three things that will be key th- to this season for Real Salt Lake. He said, you need three things, everybody on the same page. You need to respect each other with hard work throughout the long season. And lastly, like Ted Lasso says, you need to believe. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we we did a lot of believing last year and it got us very far. And so I think this team, like you mentioned, has great prospects. If we can make those splash signings, make it work, keep that chemistry together, which I think the front office has done a pretty good job of doing up until this point, we've got a great chance at going back to the playoffs and maybe repeating to the Western Conference finals with a different outcome.
0: Yeah, we've been punching above our weight for years, and I would really love to see us start punching above our weight at a level that spends beyond, you know, the median salaries in the league. Cause I think we are, and I think we have been for many years, two to three signings away from being tried and true contenders year in, year out. This has been one of the most tumultuous clubs in the league for so many different reasons, a coaching carousel throughout the years an ownership debacle. So many different things have gone wrong for this club. And yet we remain respectable year in, year out. And if we could take that to the next level by adding just a couple more guys, which they, they might be coming, you know, we've got these two to three rumored signings It could be them. I think we could be a really, really special team. And I think we could be a really special team for a long time. And I think nurturing that youth and getting a guy like Dami leading the way and Aaron Herrera is going to be major for this club. And I am, I'm stoked on it. I'm so excited.
1: It's an exciting time to be a Real Salt Lake fan. It really we will is. It really
0: is. If, you, if you've never watched an RSL game, this, now's the time. Now's, now's the, time. the time
1: for sure. Yep, It'll be exciting to see what the team does throughout the season. We will keep tabs on the team throughout uh, their preseason, keep you up to date on all things that are happening for the team. But, Alex, did we miss anything in this episode?
0: No, I think we got it all. The one thing I would say is that if you are one of our four listeners, uh, <laughs> share this podcast with your friends. Yes. Give us a retweet. Give us something we want to grow this a little bit and continue to put out the best podcast we can. So if you'd be willing to just give us a little extra exposure, that would go a long way. And I'd really appreciate it. And I'm I sure love, Ethan would. Too. I love it.
1: Yeah. I love how you said that. <laughs> uh, definitely retweet around, share with uh, everyone. Tell them about the podcast. If you know someone who likes soccer, even um, just, just let them have a listen. You know, we, we love talking about Real Salt Lake. we love talking about soccer. So um, you know, with that being said, not really much else that we need to cover throughout this week. Um, but next week, I think there's going to be a lot of news. So uh, we will look forward to a lot of big news, hopefully, throughout this Fingers next week. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Keep you updated on all things Real Salt Lake throughout this week as well. Make sure to hit me up on Twitter. Follow me at Ethan Kershaw 9 and follow Alex at Alex Mauer. Make sure to also follow the Hive Sports at The Hive Sports. And we will join you all next week for a another fun and entertaining podcast. So thank, thank you, everybody, for tuning in this week, hope you all have a wonderful week, and we will talk to you all later. See ya. Dumb.